0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد انس رضي الله تعالى عنه ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وجد تمرة في الطريق فقال لولا اني اخاف ان تكون من الصدقه لاكلتها متفق عليه الله تعالى عنه نريت الله عليه وسلم came across a date that was lying on the road. Just to recap, this incident is being mentioned under the chapter which deals with piety, abstinence, and staying away from that which is doubtful. So Allah's Rasul came across a date that was lying on the road. Now with regards to finding something on the wayside or in a public area, the first question that arises is whether to pick the object up or to utilize that object is permissible or not. With regards to that, Ulama mentioned that if something of minimal value, something which normally doesn't have much value, is lying in a communal area, that is a public place, then it is permissible to pick it up, to eat it, to utilize it, as long as the nature of it is such that the owner of it normally will not look for it, or will not perceive any great loss if he does not recover it, something like a date, etc., lying on the road. Obviously, this is not something that has a lot of value. So in that instance, to pick it up will be perfectly permissible. However, with regards to Allah's Rasul wasallam, himself, there existed one further realm, one another possibility. And this is that Allah's Rasul sallam for his self, for his personal utilization, etc., Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa never accepted something that was from zakat or something that was from sadaqa. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi whenever he was offered anything also willingly, he would first establish that the person that was offering that is giving it as hadiah and gift. If he is giving it as hadiah and gift, then Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sometimes would utilize that object or a portion of it for himself and his family, etc. However, if the person made it known that this was sadaqah or that this was zakat, etc., then Nabi HaPak Salasim would accept it and spend it on others. But he himself, he would not partake from that whatever was being proffered or being offered. So there existed the possibility that this date, even though was lying on the road, technically it is permissible to pick it up for him to eat it, However, there was a possibility that this thing may have been from zakat or sadaqah and had fallen down while somebody was transporting it. So Anas radiallahu narrates, the Nabiya Park sallallahu came across a date that was lying on the road. Nabiya Park sallallahu said, said, لَوْ لَا أَنِّي أَخَافُ sadaqa la مِنَ If it were not that I feared the possibility that this date could have been a date of sadaqah or charity, or obviously could have been zakat, it's not mentioned in this hadith, but the term sadaqah in this context carries a broader meaning. Nabiya Paksllah said, I would definitely have consumed it. Why is Nabi Sallallahu saying this? First of all, to illustrate for us the maslah that this doesn't carry much value. It's in a communal area. area so it is permissible to utilize it. This is why Nabi Sallallahu says, If I did not fear it was from zakat or sadaqah, etc., I myself would have consumed it. In other words, it is permissible for you to consume it. However, because this additional realm existed with regards to Nabi Sallallahu himself, and Imam Nabi Rahimullah, part of his Firasat wisdom is to include this hadith under this chapter, a doubt existed. And what is... Wara what is piety? What is the road to piety? When something is doubtful, stay away from it. So Nabiaphala himself practically illustrated this. For himself there was a doubt, there was absolutely no certainty or no even reason to believe that this is Sadaqa. Yet Alaihi Islam adopted the road of caution and in that his ummat is taught this also that when something is doubtful then it is better for you to abstain and stay away from it. One point we should bear in mind that as we mentioned that ulama ikram say that if something has minimal value then it will be permissible to pick it up, to utilize it it's unlikely that its owner is going to look for something like this. On one occasion one person came across a grape which was lying on the roadside so mashallah he went to the other extreme and from this we learn very very important in Shariat and Deen is to have a balance. Don't go to extremes. So what he start a shouting. I've come across a, di- a grape. Does this grape belong to anybody? Umar radiallahu was going past. Umar radiallahu ta'ala who severely reprimanded and scolded this person. What is wrong with you? What are you doing? In this instance, why? Because it is more likely that it was riyakari this person showing off that led him to do something like this rather than piety. If you came across something like a grape or a date which has no value and now you are announcing that, listen, I found this, this type of behavior is even more suspicious. If you came across somebody's watch, came across something valuable and now you are announcing that I found this, does it belong to somebody, then it is understandable. Something like a grape, etc., as we mentioned, it's more likely that this person This person was probably trying to show off or trying to show how pious he is. This is why he was making such an announcement. The next hadith وَعَنِ النَّوَاسِ بْنِ السَّمْعَانِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عنه قَالِ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمِ الْبِرُ حُسْنُ الْخُلُقُ وَالْإِثْمُ مَا خَاكَ فِي نَفْسِكَ وَكَرِهْتَ أَنْ يَطَّلِعَ عَلَيْهِ النَّاسِ Rawahu Muslim Nawaz bin Sam'an radiallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said al-bir this term al-bir in Arabic carries a very very comprehensive meaning there is no one word English translation for it you find that this word is used many many places in the Quran wa al wa taqwa wa la ta'awanu al-ithmi Elsewhere Allah Ta'ala says لَن الْبِرَّ حَتَّىٰ تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تحبون. So as we said, mentioned is used many places in Qur'an, many places in hadith. Generally, it has a very very broad comprehensive meaning. al in other words, righteousness, piety. A State where people look up to you for your taqwa, etc. So Allah's Rasul wasallam in this hadith, he said, al what is Albir, what is true righteousness, what is true piety, he said, Albir husnul khuluq, is to have good akhlaq, is to have good character. It doesn't mean that good character only is piety. What it means is that a very, very large part of becoming pious, or a very, very large part of righteousness is comprised of good Akhlaq and good character. This, this type of methodology is used in many places, in places in hadith, in Quran, etc. Example, Nabi Sallallahu said, Al Hajju Arafah. Al Hajju Arafah. He said, Hajj is Arafah. We know that Hajj is not only Arafah, but a very, very important part of Hajj is Arafah. So it's used in this context, Al Hajju Arafah. Like, oh, else, elsewhere Nabi Sallallahu said, ad un-nasihah. He said, an-nasihah. To have concern in one's heart. Worry for others. He said, ad-deen, this is deen. Now we know that an-nasihah itself is not the whole of deen. But it is a very important part of deen. Arafah is not the whole of Hajj. A very important part of Hajj. Exactly like that. al birru husnul Righteousness is good character. In other words, a very, very important part of piety and righteousness is to develop good akhlaq, good character. And what is good character? Like, like we said, the term itself is very broad, has a comprehensive meaning. Ulama meant in exactly that way. If you want to be counted amongst the pious, if you want to be counted amongst those who are righteous, then having a pleasant countenance, save others from your harm, from, your, from causing taklif to them, be kind and helpful. Love for others what you love for yourself. Be just in your dealings. Give preference to others over yourself. This is all part of husnul khuluq, akhlaq and character. And this leads or this forms an integral part of piety, of the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of attaining this position of al-bir. To continue with the hadith, and it is the latter part of this hadith, why Imam Nawi Rahimallah has introduced this hadith under this chapter al wara chapter which deal with, deals with piety and with the abstinence of staying away from doubtful things. He said, <laughs> Nabi yeah. Salaam <Parks> said, مَا حَاكَ فِي نَفْسِكَ أَنْ يَطَّلِعَ عَلَيْهِ النَّاسِ One more point before we continue with the second part of the hadith, is that when it comes to husnul الْخُلُقُ Nabi Salaam said, الْبِرُ الْخُلُقُ Righteousness <laughs> is good Righteousness is good akhlaq and character. Ulama ikram, normally when we talk of Husnul Khuluq, we tend to restrict the meaning of Husnul Khuluq to what we call Mu'amalatul Nas, you're dealing with people. Exhibit good character when dealing with people. Alamah say that good character is not only with people. They say Husnul Khuluq fi Mu'amalati ibadatillah wa fi Mu'amalatillah. They say one is husnul khuluk with dealing with people, one is husnul khuluk in your ibadat also, in your worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what does husnul khuluk in ibadat mean? Means that that which Allah has commanded you with, that which is compulsory, whether it is your salah, whether it is your zakat, whether it is your fasting, whether it is your hajj, etc., to carry it out with nafsun mutma'inna, with a tranquil heart. With a heart that wants to go forward in obeying Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, to carry it out without any hesitation, to carry it out bin qiyadin qatam, to carry it out in such a manner that you submit yourself completely to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, to carry out Allah's command in such a way that you do not look down upon or mock any of the commands of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is husnul khuluk fi ibadatillah, in the worship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and. The other general meaning of Husnul Khulu good akhlaq fi mu'amalati, ibadatillah in dealing with the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we mentioned, giving preference to others over yourself, having a kind countenance, smiling face, etc. Coming back to the second part of the hadith, wal ith mahaqa fi sadrik wa karehta an yattali alayhi nas. This hadith also formed, falls under those ahadith which we call are a beautiful and glaring example of Jawami al-Kalim that Rasulullah would say very little, but the meaning would be voluminous. And it also gives us a very clear illustration of the deep wisdom and intelligence and understanding and perception of human nature, which Allah ta'ala had blessed His beloved wasallam with. He said, what is the nature of sin? Ithm, literally translated means sin. It's the opposite of al Bir Birr is righteousness, ism is sin, transgression. And we find that both these terms, to show that it is opposite, is used in the Qur'an in one place where Allah, Allah says, وَتَعَاوَنُوا al الْبِرِّ Help one another, assist one another, make ta'awun. Encourage one another towards al bir al taqwa righteousness and piety. wal And Allah, Allah says, do not help one another do not be a source of encouraging one another when it comes to ithm, sin, and udwan, transgression. So, opposite of al-bir, as we see in this verse of the Qur'an, and also in this hadith, one side, Nabi S.A.W. says, al-birru husnul khuluk. Al-ithm, what is sin? What is the nature of sin? The first thing Nabi S.A.W. says, مَا fi nafsik Sinning is something that will create doubt in your heart. It is something that will worry you. Like in Arabic, the word Taraddut, an element of doubt. When you do something wrong, provided your nafs is nafs salim, is, is clean, it's pure. It doesn't have a proclivity towards constantly disobeying Allah. And this is where you have to be very, very careful. When a person, one is guna sin, you make sin, human beings by nature will sin, we will err. When you make sin, make toba. Don't persist on your sin. Don't insist on your sin. Don't try and justify your sin. Because what happens is that it eventually, for a long time, if you carry on doing this, it destroys a person inside. The blackness or the hardness of the heart becomes such that you no more feel the effect of the sin. If a person's heart is pure, he constantly makes toba, then then sign of that purity of the heart is that he'll feel the effect of his sin. And this is what Rasulullah says, Well He says when you disobey Allah it's gonna cause something in your heart. It's gonna create that taraddud, it's gonna create an element of doubt. InshaAllah we'll continue Spain.